0: Right, time now for our post-game podcast segment and uh, we're with the head coach of the Warriors, Mark Dennehy. And, uh, first of all, Coach, uh, another strong effort for your team, start to finish, but the uh, same result as last weekend you lose on the road.
1: Yeah. Um, good news is the only team to beat us at home is in first place, so, uh, and we get back there soon enough. Uh, we've got one more at Lowell next week. Um, you know, I thought we played a very good game. Uh, you know, I, I, I didn't like how the, the second period took shape, I thought, even though we outshot them um, and ended up winning the period, it took a lot of effort off of out of us. And, and uh, obviously, they got a power play goal. Um, but I thought, again, overall, we we carried the play for large stretches of that game. Right. And uh, you know, the, the the mistakes that were made are, are fixable.
0: You know, say that the the things that you guys didn't do right were almost as compared to earlier in the season, almost fewer and far between. I thought there were an awful lot of things that you guys did well tonight. That that four and three in the, in the second period it would, it would have been a crime if you didn't score on, on the power play because you guys moved the puck so well. And, and, and I guess I wanted to ask you, uh, how have you guys been drawing it up? Obviously, it's a very different type of power play than, than we saw earlier in the year, but the movement of guys without the puck and, and guys with the puck, movement of the puck was very, very good.
1: Well, I, I give Coach Waugh a lot of credit for the power play, but at the end of the day, he'll be the first one to tell you that it's, it's about players. And... And, you know, you can you can teach defense. Offense is difficult to teach. Um, when you've got guys like Chris Barton and Carl Solery and, and Stefan and Pat Bowen playing with confidence. I thought Kyle Bigel's played pretty well tonight. Um, you know, good things are going to happen on the power play, and that puck moved around, um, you know. We've been good on the power play. We've been pretty good on the penalty kill, too. Uh, just... They were they were opportunistic tonight. I thought, you know, and I and again, I didn't think we got puck luck. I didn't think we got many bounces. You know, I can think of three of their goals where, uh, you know, uh, it really it wasn't a designed play. A puck shot to net blocked, rebound, kind of banging it home. Um, you know, they they played hard, but I thought that that we were the you know we played the majority game in their end.
0: That's what I thought was that, you know, I've, I've, we, we were talking on the air about the fact that, you know, I've always seen UMass in particular as a puck possession type of team. And I thought that, and that's one of the things I think you've been trying to do here. Is when you have the puck, you can't get scored on. You can't give up shots. And, and I thought that was a big reason why you guys were able to, to keep the, the shots against down and get the shots as well. That You guys, I thought, did a very, very good job territorially with the puck tonight.
1: We worked a lot on spreading the zone. I thought we were a little bit too clustered in our cycles. When we had possession, we were waiting too long to move it, and we would basically just contain ourselves. The teams would come in and pin us, and then it would go the other way. Um, I really liked how we uh, we called it stretching the zone. Right. Even late in the game, we were using our D. Our D were going D-to-D. There was a lot of confidence there, um, You know, and again, it helps when you have good players. So. Uh, you know, I, there there are a lot of positives here. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we lost, but there are a lot of positives for sure.
0: Yeah, the big question I think has to be: you played two solid games back to back here, and you know, you come out w- without getting any points. And so the question, of course, has to be: uh, you know, what what's the reaction in the locker room? How, I mean, what's, what's the feeling after playing these two games? Because you want to feel as though, I mean, we talked about it last week. You play like this every night, you're going to win more often than not. But now you have two of these games back to back where you haven't won.
1: Yeah, you know, in in the world of instant gratification, which is today's society, um, uh, the reason why uh, parents put their children into sports is because it's a great teacher of life. And just because you've worked hard back-to-back games doesn't mean you're necessarily going to be rewarded. Um, it'll come. We do it enough. It'll come, for sure. Uh, you know, and and I think tonight was just more evidence that, you know, we can take the play to anybody in the country. Um, you know, Am I dis- distraught about 0 and 11? I'm not happy. I really like those away uniforms, and I'm convinced there's wins in them. I just we haven't we haven't tapped it yet. Um, you know what was the what was the feeling like in the locker room? The feeling in the locker room was like uh, we had some guys that were, that were pissed off. They knew they had outplayed that team for large stretches, and you want to come away with something. Um, but there was no there was resolve as well. It was resolved. They went up 5-3, and we ended up scoring to make it 5-4 and making it a game again. Um, There's a lot of resolve in that room, and there's a lot of guys that very easily could be beaten down, but they're not, and that's, as a coach, humbling.
0: Couple guys I wanted to talk about. One, Chris Barton was the Warrior of the game tonight. Had a goal and two assists. I thought, start to finish, both ends of the ice. Uh, you know, that's the type of leadership you want from one of your captains.
1: Well, you know, Chris had gotten away from playing as hard as he needed to play to have success. It's very easy when you get off to the type of start statistically that he did to forget about how you got there. And he and I have talked, and, and you know what? That sea wears heavy on him. You know, he wants the respect of his teammates, and I told him, you know, he needed to start giving up his body a little bit more, and, and the points would come. So I was very happy for him tonight. He threw, it, he threw uh, you know, he was physical, he was strong, um, and, and so for him to be rewarded with, with a productive night is, is something that's good. Uh, it's a good lesson for all of our players. You know, he was rewarded because he played hard. It doesn't go the other way.
0: And I know we've talked about it so many times, but Stefan DaCosta tonight just seemed like he was on a different level from everybody else out on the ice. <laughs>
1: Uh, any Merrimack fans that don't, have, that, that, that don't get a chance to see this young man play for us, uh, as long as he's a member of our program, are really shortchanging themselves. He is a special player. Um, you know, I believe that when he gets strong enough, um, you know, and how long away from that is who knows, when he gets strong enough, uh, he's going to be able to play in the NHL. And
0: What's the mindset going into the next weekend, or at least going, going into this week of practice?
1: I know that we had 20 guys in there that wished the game was starting in an hour. So um, we're gonna we're gonna grind back at it. Uh, school starts on Tuesday. That takes mm-hmm. precedence. Uh, probably give the guys at least a day, if not two, uh, just to get some energy back. Uh, I'm sure they're sick of them, sick of each other, uh, because of, of how much time they've spent together over the break. But uh, just get right back at it. You know, we've got two big hockey East games next next week, and um, you know I think we've got plenty to build off of our last two efforts.
0: All right, thanks, Mark. As always, I will talk to you next week.
1: Thanks, Mike. Thank